that time of year where we are hitting reset or control alt delete or whatever on our new year's resolutions it's one of those things we spent so much time thinking about what we wanted to resolve to do here in the new year yet a month in we're like oh, you know what maybe i didn't want to really do that super serious layer that much whatever the reason why are new year's resolutions and goals so hard to stick to well i mean for a lot of reasons losing weight is really hard it's tough to change our diets you know feelings drive so much of what i do and what my behavior is and i feel like eating something and i'm accustomed to eating something that's probably what i'm going to do it's hard really hard to get out of bed in the morning it's cold out or it's just early and the comfort of my bed is way better than not being in my bed so it's really hard to do that have you ever tried to quit smoking really hard if you ever tried to quit drinking holy cow that is hard to do because things are linked to so many parts of our lives and our lifestyle getting out of debt saving money also really hard those are some of the top resolutions that we have and always have thing is we have habits and patterns that we follow and those habits and patterns brought us to where we are today for better or for worse what got me here is not good to get me where I want to go. Probably heard that. What does that really mean? Well, it simply means exactly that. You're, you have a way of doing everything. I bet that the way you get out of bed and get started is almost the same every single day. Same thing with going to bed. Just everything we do, we have a way of doing it. Sometimes those are really good. Sometimes they're really bad. I'll leave that up to you. But when we're trying to disrupt a functioning system, which is you and I, it's not easy to do. When we're consciously setting goals. So I'm sitting down, I'm actually thinking about actively what it is that I want. That's a really important and positive thing. But we're only addressing half of the issue we're only trying to solve the problem with with half of our brain. Whether or not our brain is obviously split 50-50 between our conscious and our subconscious or unconscious, I get that. But it's a it's a helpful way to think about that. At least it is for me. So that's an indication or evidence of how my brain works. So one side is conscious, the other side is unconscious. The unconscious, that's the stuff that's happening in the background. So it's not the stuff I'm actively thinking about. It is constantly running. It is our operating system, just like our phones, our computers have operating systems. They're constantly running in the background, performing tasks on our behalf. Cool. Well, it's cool so long as it's running in a optimal or a beneficial way. We have a lot going on as human beings. It's estimated that we make around 36,000 decisions every day. So if you're sleeping for eight hours a night, well, there's 16 hours of, you know, you have 16 hours to make 36,000 decisions. And obviously your brain or rather your subconscious is making those decisions all the time. But I share that just to let you know, 
if not for our unconscious subconscious mind, then we wouldn't be able to do anything other than make all those decisions. So we're grateful that we have this operating system, which is running on our behalf. We're hit with tens of thousands, literally probably hundreds of thousands of messages and solicitations every day. We get hundreds of emails coming across our inbox or our desk or whatever. There's a literal army of marketers following us around from device to device, screen to screen, using sophisticated algorithms and things I know nothing about. I know a little bit about them, but very little. Always trying to stay ahead of us to extract our most valuable resources of time, attention, energy, and money. Now, that's all true. And then there's all these smart people who think about our brains way more than I do, and in a better way, way more sophisticated way than I think about them. And they say, these smart people, that our brains wander around 50% of the time. What do you think about that? Does your brain wander half the time? Yikes. Wow. It's no wonder we can't get anything done. It's no wonder that we can't make changes. I mean, it's a legitimate miracle that I was able to put pants on today. Wait a minute. Anyway, anyway, in order to get what we want, your resolutions, my resolutions, and I, I'm come to you today as somebody who has given up on countless resolutions, who has failed to achieve countless goals. But like you, I am interested in getting better and in improving. And so I've done a lot of thinking and done a lot of work on this area to try to get better myself. So it's my desire to share with you what is working or has worked for me so that you may also get a little closer to what it is that you want. So to get what you want, whatever those desired changes may be, we need to consciously and actively be thinking about what it is that we want. And we must also address that operating system that's constantly running on our behalf. So I'm going to talk about how you can better understand it. Our operating systems were essentially downloaded and installed in us, in our bodies, and our beings during the first seven years of our lives. So when you broke out into the world, came into the world, God smiled upon you, and the world promptly started piling stuff on top of you. You were born this perfect version of you, and then all of a sudden, we start piling on the insecurities and resentments and fears and hopes and dreams and love of all the grown-ups that are around us and our interactions with our siblings, our aunts and our uncles and our cousins and our teachers and people at the bus stop and the bookstore, whatever. Everything that happened over the first seven years of your life went into creating your operating system. So if you had a perfect childhood, if everything went great, you have nothing to worry about, probably nothing to worry about. But for the rest of us, we maybe have some work to do, some areas to be addressed, some things floating around, some of those layers that were put on us. And those are commonly thought about or described as negative or limiting beliefs that we have about the world or in relationships or money or success or work or you name it. The kind of house that you live in, the kind of car we're supposed to drive, expectations, all of these things have gone into making you the person that you are 
You know, if you find yourself sort of illustrate this, find yourself dating the same kind of person over and over again. You're like, gosh, why do I keep dating the same losers or winners or whatever? Aggressive, domineering people over and over again. Well, it's probably because something happened in your childhood or you are attracted to people that were like the people that were around you when you were a kid. If you have a hard time with your money, your finances, same thing. Same thing. I know this was really true for me. Um, so whatever it might be, most of our problems we're experiencing today, our negative patterning, stupid stuff we do over and over again can be traced back to when we were kids. And here's the good news. Once you become aware of your patterning, once you recognize the dumb stuff you're doing, you could change it. You can remove some of those limiting beliefs. You can rewire your operating system or your brain and change it. So it's not easy, but it's possible. So you think about you think about doing that. When what's a good way to think about this and talk about it? You know, a river has been flowing in the same riverbed for a long time. So it makes these grooves, right? Water flows. At some point, you know, the Grand Canyon was not the Grand Canyon. And then over a long, 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 long time, water was flowing and it started to cut and cut and cut. And now it's the Grand Canyon. Well, in a lot of ways, that's kind of like what our brains are doing. Neurons connect with one another. So they fire and they connect to different parts of our brain. Well, if they're following the same path. They get deeper and deeper. And it's why when you do want to make a change, it's hard to do because they've just been doing it that same way over and over again. Makes sense, but it's possible. So I think that I want to just talk about what I consider to be what I've learned to be three steps for doing this. And number one, again, it is identify any glitches that you perceive that you have or you think that you have. Look for any undesirable behavior that you witness and then trace it back as far as you can. So you're like, oh, gosh, why do I keep doing this dumb stuff? Why do I lose weight, gain weight back? Whatever it is that you're unhappy with, try to trace back. Why do I keep effing myself over and doing the same dumb stuff over and over again? Try to trace it back as far back as you can. Think that that will help you 100% to get a better indication of what you might need to be working on. So that is that. Step number two, you have to see to believe. If whatever it is that you want, whatever those goals are, the thing that you want, if you, if you've never actually witnessed somebody or you don't believe that it's possible for a human being to do the thing that you want to do, you're going to have a really hard time doing it. The best example of this is the four minute mile. Nobody had done it. And then uh, Rogers Bannister did it. And then the next year, like 20 people did it. And now it's, you know, now hundreds of people do it every year. I did it for goodness sakes. That's not true at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. We have to see to believe. Otherwise, we're going to have a really hard time because our subconscious brain, our unconscious brain doesn't believe it's true. So if you want to start a business, but you've never known anybody who's an entrepreneur, you might not actually believe that it's possible. So you might do stuff to move in the direction of entrepreneurship and being a business owner, but your ultimate success is going to be really, really, really tricky. 
Another way to think about that is there's a lot of children out there. Uh, children, there are a lot of children out there. That's it. That's that. That's the last thought. Kids are professional athletes. Children are professional athletes. Many of them go on to become professional athletes. Why? Well, they probably have good genes. That's certainly true. And they know somebody who's a pro athlete. So in their brain, they know it's possible. It might even be an expectation. Not just knowing that it's possible. They might have be living a standard of athletic excellence and prowess. Right, that makes sense. You you can you can connect that and see how that's possible. But whatever it is that you're trying to do, it's important that you find somebody who's actually doing it. So you see it, your subconscious brain connects your operating system now knows. Oh look, Steve's doing it. He's just a regular person. If he can do it or she can do it, I can do that too. And then finally, you must take action in service of that thing that you want, also known as aligned action. You want to lose weight, you need to learn about nutrition. So you need to walk towards the thing that you want to. You can't just sit back and really focus on losing weight. There's so many jokes to, to pop into my mind right now. Um, let's say that you just want to lose weight the old-fashioned way. And uh, so you're going to do this by nutrition and exercise. So if you don't know anything about nutrition and exercise, if you've never sat foot, set foot into a gym, you've never run before, you don't have an athletic background, I get it. I get it. It's like anything else. You need to actually learn how to do it. You desire to do it. You need to learn how to do it. And then you must take action on it. So you learn about nutrition. You start meal prepping. You join a gym and hire a personal trainer. These are examples of aligned action. You want to get better money. Read a book. I know a guy who writes books about money. Can watch some YouTube videos, listen to some podcasts, and then you put together a budget, you track your cash flow on a monthly basis, you have a monthly money meeting, you review your finances, you start making plans, and then you execute on them. So simply desiring something, it's not going to bring it to life. You got to do work. Got to work for it. So that's the subconscious part of the equation. The other is the conscious goal setting process, which if you have New Year's resolutions that you are really strongly considering quitting, well, you, you've already done a lot of the hard part. You obviously thought, okay, in my life, I want to get better in these areas. I want to get better at this thing. I need to lose weight, become more active, get healthier, just become stronger, become financially stronger, become more mentally resilient. These are all exceptional resolutions. Stop going out to eat, stop drinking, stop, stop smoking, whatever. These are awesome. I, I wonder, I wonder, and I, I'm just, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the goal setting process. I've talked about that ad, ad nauseum. Doesn't mean I shouldn't talk about it again, but you can access my goals course and values course for free, and you can get a copy of the purpose book for free. And I've put that in the, in the notes of the show here. Um, but those are resources. I'm not just going to say, go do it or just do it. I'm going to give you the resources for actually making it happen. So you can access this for free. And if you are interested in walking through the conscious goal setting process, I would be thrilled if you would take advantage of that. But I want you to, I really want to challenge you to spend some time thinking about what you want and what you truly want. Because I have done this and I've done it for a long time and know that most people do this. 
we are, and we all do, we are living under a lot of, of terms, assumptions, and systems. It's the way that your family did things, the way that your community did things, the way that your professional environment does things, the way that your neighbors do things. Those are all influencing the way that you do things, and they're influencing what you want or what you perceive that you want. But I ask you, on whose terms are you living? On whose terms are you living? And I advocate that you answer that question and you start getting as close to your terms as you possibly can. Think about all the different user agreements and the terms and conditions that we accept blindly throughout the course of the day just to access whatever stupid thing that we want to access on the stupid internet. I'm just kidding, internet. Don't at me. But whose terms are you living under? Because we are all living on somebody else's terms. And I don't want to do that. I want to live... I don't know if it's possible to totally move to a life where it's all on my terms and I'm not a selfish person and I don't want you to be a selfish person a thousand percent, but I do want you to be selfish about what's most important to you. And because we only have one shot at life, you want I, I want you to do that as, as quickly as you possibly can. And I'm not a utopian or anything dumb like that, but just getting closer to the life that we want. That's that's the message I'm interested in in sending to you. So I want you to to be a happy person, to be a healthy person, to be a productive person. And I want you to get whatever you want. And so and I want you to get it on your terms as much as you possibly can. So think about, you know, what is it that you really want for your family, for your community, for your for your work? for your financial situation, your well-being, your personal development, and then from a peace of mind perspective. It's helpful to, to break it down like that. I just know that so many of us are living on other people's terms and too much and we get to the end of our lives and we are filled with regret and frustration because we lived out our lives on somebody else's terms. And that's a really sucky place to be, be on your deathbed and to say, I wish I would have let myself be happier. I wish I would have done things the way that I wanted to do them. I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. Those are some of the really common regrets of people on their deathbed. And if we can get in front of that so that you are not on your deathbed full of regret, that would make me happy. I do not want that for you. So just think about what a great day looks like. What does a great day look like for you? Sometimes we get wrapped up in this big goal setting process and it's it's sort of confusing or it's abstract. What does a great day look like for you? What does a great Saturday look like? What does a great Sunday look like for you? And then take it through the week, Monday. What does great Wednesday look like? And just try to move closer to that version. It's not, it's take, it'll take time for sure. If what you want is way different than what you have, it's going to take time. But that's the whole game is how do I start moving closer to the life that I really want. And we get there incrementally. It's closer than you think. It might take you a little longer than you want. But the first step is to do what I've been talking about. To take action. Goal setting is a superpower, but it's only half of the equation. 
We have to address what's going on between our ears and make sure that our operating system is running optimally and to our benefit. Because it's our operating system. Why do I want to screw myself over? But all too often, that's one of the things that happens. So you can do it. You're worthy of the life you want. You deserve the life that you want, but you're not entitled to it. We have to do work. As always, do your part by doing your best.